Hey folks, welcome to another episode of CouncilCast. This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. And thanks for tuning in for your favorite podcast of, of every podcast you've ever listened to. iTunes number one, number one podcast of the week. Well, don't we don't verify that. <laughs> don't look, but just, I promise it's true. But on a note of sincerity related to that, since we've been on iTunes, there has been an uptick in the number of you listening to our episodes, and we're really grateful for that support. Absolutely. It really does mean a lot. And I feel like maybe I say this every episode, but that should just emphasize how meaningful it is to me that I really support, or appreciate rather, everyone who's been supporting us and really tuning in and saying, hey, hey, Katie and Brandon, this is the best podcast I've ever heard. Keep keep up that good work. And I mean, they're not wrong. They aren't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I appreciate that, too, so thank you. I do, too. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to talk about Star Wars today. Star Wars today. Uh, should we start things off with our classic and uh, revered current events section? I think our fans would be disappointed I if we mixed that too. up. Is that what it's called, a section? Current events section? Uh, segment. Segment. Thank you. I knew that wasn't the right word. Current events segment. Um, current events one thing that comes to mind for me, uh, partially related to my only interest in life, Batman. Uh, so, Telltale Batman, I know that you're not much of a video game player. Right. I've, I've got that right? Okay. So I'm, I have played Candy Crush on my phone. Okay. I love it. That's, that's, all the, that's really all the experience you need to engage in this conversation about Perfect. Telltale's Batman. Uh, so, the Telltale games are a little bit different than a traditional video game in that they're really just... Um, mostly narrative-based, you're really more so just choosing conversation uh, pieces and making choices and engaging in some really kind of low-level sort of combat. And there's a little bit of, like, searching and finding clues and stuff in different scenes. So it might not surprise you that I really enjoy it because of my love for all things narrative-based and maybe related to my love for D&D and everything else I love, I guess. But anyway, the second episode dropped a couple days ago, and it is a lot of fun it really kind of starts diving into do you want to handle this problem as Bruce Wayne or Batman and the implications of those things. So if you handle this problem as Bruce Wayne, uh, you might in, like kind of hurt this campaign that you're funding for Harvey Dent. But if you handle this problem as Batman, who's finally starting to win over public support, you might, I mean, Commissioner Gordon might not like that you're roughing people up again there. So it's really cool to kind of handle things differently and kind of think about the consequences and the different outcomes that Bruce and Batman might get. This oh, is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like some of that role-playing aspect you really get oh, into. Yeah. And here you're getting to play favorite character. Absolutely. So that's really cool. And I think it's really cool too because there's kind of a wide variety where you get to really play the sort of Batman that is the Batman you have in mind. So for example the Batman I play, he's he's certainly not afraid to be rough with criminals but he never really goes overboard. He's more about threatening and making it seem like he's really going to hurt them. Whereas you can actually play as a Batman who really is rough and hurts and really, I mean, far more than, than the Batman who I think about. So it's kind of cool that they give you that freedom to play as the Batman that you have in mind. Yeah, you can tailor it to that. And there are so many versions of Batman over, mm-hmm. what, the past 75 years. Yeah. And so that idea that you get to select the version that's in your mind, that does sound really cool. Oh, I think, it's I think so you've fun. talked me into maybe 
at least watching a YouTube video of Absolutely. this game. Yeah, it's pretty cool, too. And so what's kind of neat about Telltale Games, too, and Telltale's the company that makes these games, is that they're kind of taking a different angle at gaming and trying to make it a little bit more analogous to TV. So what they do is they say, okay, so we're going to have this season of Telltale Batman, season one, and what they do is they break it up into five episodes, and then they drop each episode every two months or so, something like that. And they kind of want to have it so it's a little bit more like when folks come home after work and they sit down and watch an episode of their favorite TV show, you sit down and play an episode of your favorite game, something more like that. And I think it's a really unique idea. And I've played a few of the other games. They have Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, uh, a few things like that. And they're all a lot of fun. But, of course, uh, my heart is for the Batman one. Uh, I'm always fascinated by the creativity that goes in making something new of games and characters that have been around for a long time. And so the idea that it's delivered in episodes and and narratively that does sound really interesting. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, enough about that. How about any current events that kind of popped up on your radar over the past week? Well, I'm really excited that Luke Cage will be available on Netflix the first season on September 30th. Oh, I didn't even realize it was that soon, just over a week away. Oh yeah. You gotta, you know... Um, put some space in your schedule to make sure that you can watch the whole season so that we can podcast about it because <laughs> I think it's going to be a really interesting one. That sounds great. Well, uh, no blog posts or podcast episodes for a couple of weeks then. Yeah, well, sorry. We watch all of Luke Cage. You have no. to. And, you know, part of the fun is I'm rewatching Jessica Jones because our next post is on our website. Jedi Council, Jedi-Council.com, <laughs> is going to be about Jessica Jones and post-traumatic stress disorder. And so Luke Cage, I think, picks up right after that series. And so yeah. that's going to be really interesting to see how that story is. I'm sure there's going to be some tie-ins with Jessica Jones. And so that'll be great. But even on its own, I'm excited because another element that they've tied in is hip-hop, which is something that I am a huge fan of. And every episode is actually named after a Gangstar song. Gangstar is a hip-hop group okay and one of my favorite songs of all time by them is called moment of truth and i believe that's the title of the first episode or at least one of the early episodes and so i think the music is going to be fantastic i think the story idea is very interesting and so far the reviews i've heard including the most valued kevin Mm -hmm. smith review are that it's it's good. So more on that after I actually watch it, but yeah. so far I'm very excited. So do you, do you have any sense as to how they're incorporating the hip-hop or the music into it? I mean, so it sounds like it's going to be a big component of it if they're naming each episode title after a song. Um, but beyond that, do you have any idea of how it'll be built in or just that it will be in some way? I think that part of the one of the main purposes is that they are trying to make this authentic to the setting it's occurring in, including culture and how ethnic identity is specifically related to Luke Cage and his development and how he interacts with the world and music is just a huge part of culture and so I believe that this is going to be one way to make have that authentic feel and to express things by incorporating music that is most relevant that the people in the episodes would be listening to or that would reflect their life at that time and so I think that it's a very thoughtful approach and I I'm just can't wait to see how they connect it all. That sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it myself. Mm-hmm. If it's, I mean, even in the same level of awesomeness as Jessica Jones, 
which it pains me to say about a Marvel property, uh, <laughs> I think it'll be it absolutely hurts. fantastic. It does. It, it hurts. It transcends the, soul. the brand of comics for you. That's it, how it much really, you like Jessica Jones. I mean, that, and, and that should actually speak volumes about how great. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, how highly I hold that show in my mind because, well, I mean, everyone. Well, I mean, people probably know my thoughts about Marvel Comics because I say it in almost every episode. Although you are accruing a bit of a Marvel oh, collection. So I know. I know we're jumping around a little <laughs> bit, but maybe one more thing to mention. If you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area, there's this great series every month called Nerd Night. And the yep. last one was about Dungeons & Dragons, and it was there were some great talks and also about the... Um, also about some ways that you can game for charity for very good yeah, causes. Yeah, absolutely. And... There are prizes that they give away, too. Every Brandon week, and I every each month. won a prize, yep. which was very exciting. Brandon has won two Marvel prizes yep. and, and two different Nerd Nights, so... I know. Well, starting to turn the corner. I've also... I've won one Batman prize, though. Oh. So, yeah. So, it's... I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah, not a perfect okay. record. I've certainly got to turn it around at some point. <laughs> and they had a pretty cool Justice League one up there, but the person who won, like, one or two before me took that, that cool prize. So, I ended up with an Iron Man mug. A tiny Iron Man mug. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's tiny. It's like shot glass sized. Oh. I thought it was a full size mug, but when I opened it, it was really tiny. And, and it, I don't know. It was kind of like adding insult to injury. Like, here's a, <laughs> here's a Marvel prize, and you can have one sip of tea when you drink out of it. Is so. it like a little espresso mug? Yeah. Or is it, oh, okay. But you don't have little tiny shots of espresso. I usually like, don't. Like, I'm thinking of, is it Sasha Baron Cohen and that um, Will Ferrell race car movie and he's drinking oh yes yeah is that you now that is going to be me now even though i don't like coffee at all but it's time it's time for a new (laughs) leaf i'm going to purge all of my batman stuff and uh and just embrace my new life as a marvel fan who drinks espresso out of a tiny little (laughs) iron man mug that's my life now it's a good visual (laughs) (laughs) all right so I mean, I'm guessing about 90% of people have turned off the podcast episode by now. <laughs> There's no one so, listening anymore. So for the remaining one listener, let's talk about <laughs> Star Wars. So before this episode, uh, I, I was actually convinced that we had talked about Star Wars and Darth Vader before. I think we have. <laughs> we just haven't recorded it and then... Okay. Like, I think we've probably talked about it in conversations, but maybe not formally in the podcast setting. Speaking of talking about things in conversations, I still think it's a little hilarious that one of our episodes went missing because it was just like we sat down and had a nice conversation in front of a microphone, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know why, but that really has been making me laugh for about two weeks since it happened, just because it's so hilarious that we just just had a really great conversation in front of my computer and, and our microphone that... It was just a friendly conversation. <laughs> there's no record of but it. There's no it's record just, of it. Just chatting. And the, presumably there's no record of our previous conversations on Star Wars. No. So, Star Wars. Have you seen Star Wars, Katie? <laughs> this, is how, this is my transition into our new topic. <laughs> Very smooth. Um, <laughs> no, I've been lying all this time. <laughs> I came gosh. up with the name Jedi Council based on some Google searches. And I have no Star Wars credibility. I love it. Uh, How about you? Have you seen it? N- never heard of it. Read a book about it once. Oh. No. I So my parents owned A New Hope on VHS, and I think I watched it 200,000 times growing up. Wow. About, at least. No. That, that's that's You're a legit fan. More legit than me. I don't know about that. But I, uh, I remember it was such a treat uh, because they only owned A New Hope, which is... 
or was rather my least favorite for a long time because I had seen it so many times and it was such a treat like when we would get to rent or like uh, somehow I'd get to see the you know episode five and six because I just seeing a new hope so many times it really takes away a lot of the fun which I, now I love it it's for, like ranks is one of my favorites but when I was younger got sick of it got huh? real sick of it yeah about that 200,000th time <laughs> so it's so great that'll do it so out of all of the seven films which I always say six films still but there are seven now which which one if you can pick one is your favorite this if, is a tough one. If you can't pick one, that's okay. What if I say episode one to alienate so, all well, of our listeners? I just want to thank everyone listening. who's listened, uh, but this podcast is coming to a close now, and we're going to delete the website. No, I think I'm that's just the best at that point. No, I, that, I, that actually isn't my favorite episode. I just that, okay. that was a hypothetical. That was a test. So, yeah, that, oh, was, okay. that was just saying. So I, I actually think... Um, Probably Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so awesome! But I love, I like Return of the Jedi. I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I like most of them. No, I do too. All of them actually. So, and I, I think we talked about this um, with Rich over mm-hmm. at Paradox a little bit because I think those guys were razzing you a little bit yeah. too over uh, the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty common. Um, I don't mind them either. I mean, are they a little bit cheesy? Yeah. Are they fun? Definitely. Did they introduce a lot of people to the Star Wars universe? Absolutely. Yeah. So. And that, that was the case for me is that I didn't actually see Star Wars growing up. I mean, I saw it was on TV, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually sit down and watch it until when I was in college. I had, I think that was when episode one came out. Whenever episode one came out, I was with a group of friends who were really excited. We went to go see it on opening night. And, okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And that's when I got interested and went back and watched the old ones and multiple times and really mm-hmm. got into Star Wars. So I got into a little bit later than some of the mm-hmm. other people that, you know, early on saw A New Hope, for example. Yeah. Well, you can just tell those people to take a hike if they give you a hard time. <laughs> and I have dressed up as Queen Amidala for two separate Halloween. See, now that's pretty compelling evidence for your Star Wars love of Star Wars. I don't think I've ever dressed up as a Star Wars character, so... Except for the people who reject that character because she belongs in the 1, 2, and 3 episodes. Does that happen? Do people say, express that to you, or...? Uh, they don't want to talk about episode 1, which is the appearance yeah, of is. the costume that yeah. I had. Okay, sure. So, but... For those of you who don't feel that way, <laughs> I have since made up for it. I really like Star Wars. I've watched a lot of them. I'm, there are so many things that appeal to me, and maybe we can talk about that. I think that sounds great. You know, even as as a kid and even older, there is certainly an excitement part of it. One thing that I really like are the characters. I think that Princess mm-hmm. Leia is arguably one of the best characters. Well, one of my favorite characters. I can say that. That, that I've seen. She's just, she's so interesting, and the idea that she was a character in that time that was so well done is, is really exciting to me. But there are a lot of other characters I find interesting, too. And in addition to that, I really resonate with some of the themes that they have related to the philosophy of mm-hmm. the Sith Code and the Jedi Code. And so I think that appeals to a lot of people because it is a way of viewing life and acting and um, some wisdom tied into that. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly it, it is certainly interesting. Do you know offhand um, kind of 
the basis for the kind of the Jedi teachings or even just Jedi themselves? Have you ever read anything about that? The basis of their teachings. Oh, you oh, mean oh, where oh, they oh, came from? The power of myth. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe just like so. I've read a little bit about mm-hmm. maybe how Jedi are sort of kind of like samurai of mm-hmm. that universe and kind mm-hmm. of uh, some of like the Eastern culture that sort of goes into maybe some of the teachings of the Jedi and and not like that it influenced it in the story, of course, but just kind of the, where um, the ideas came from as as they were kind of created in that universe. I I've, I think it's kind of interesting, like some of the stuff with meditation and some of that stuff and mm-hmm. maybe even some of the... I don't know what's the best way to describe it, but becoming one with the universe or the force after death, it's certainly really interesting and I think analogous to some, um, I don't know, maybe Buddhist teachings in in this universe. Yeah, I think that is one of the neat parts is that it does pull in. There are things from different religions. I mean, Anakin in episode one, uh, right, Shmi Skywalker conceives him through immaculate Mm -hmm. conception like Jesus was Mm -hmm. conceived. And so there are these reference points to religion and philosophy. And I I think that's very interesting. Absolutely. No, I agree completely. Because I think in Star Wars, part of what it does such a nice job of doing is talks about how those can be beneficial to people, but also how at extremes there are some potential negative consequences. And I think that that is something that is very relevant to the real world. Oh, absolutely. So you mentioned Princess Leia being one of the favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Would you maybe go so, go so far as to say your favorite character of Star Wars? I mean, that's a that's a tall order, I guess, of me to ask. I have to say that the, my favorite character changes. Yeah. But currently, I would say yes. And I thought that in Force Awakens... Mm-hmm. continued to be brilliant as General Leia. I mean, I just... So one of the things I really like about her is she's funny. I've mentioned mm-hmm. that's something that I like about Buffy a lot. I, I like funny characters. But in addition to that, she has a resolution. Her resolve is so impressive. I mean, she's under great pressure as a 19-year-old mm-hmm. um, being pressured by Darth Vader to give up things. And she's just committed to her values and to her work. And so to me... I really admire that. And then she's also, she's a kind person. But yeah. she also gets some great lines in the back and forth between she and Han that yeah. that I enjoy. How about you? Who's your favorite? Uh, do you have a guess? Um, Boba Fett is one guess. Another, can I have two guesses? Absolutely. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Those are my two favorites. Okay. Very good guesses. So Boba Fett, maybe I have a little bit harder time describing why he might be a favorite because he's a pretty dark character, actually, mm-hmm. especially for folks who dive into a little bit more of the extended universe that's no longer canon due to the uh, Force Awakens. But uh, just a quick summary, Boba in the extended universe does survive the Sarlacc pit by kind of uh, blowing off a thermal detonator inside of it, killing it, and climbing back out, which I think is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I like Boba Fett for a lot of the same reasons. I kind of like Batman. Um, you know, he's just... Uh, doesn't have the powers of the Jedi, but he consistently can go kind of toe to toe the Jedi in common, and he just you know has a lot of self reliance, and he does have a certain code. Um, so I think those are things I like about him. Can uh, I ask you one question? Oh, absolutely! About that? If yeah. you had to put Boba Fett in a D and D alignment, where would you put him? Uh, I would put Boba Fett probably in a um, hmm. Let me look at a grid quick. Okay. Because that's <laughs> I didn't a, mean to put you on no, the spot about this. A, I just, during these Nerd Night talks, there were some of these char- fictional characters put in there. and so No, I would, it's a really great question. You mentioned he has his own code. 
Right, but it's not necessarily the law, so... I would probably say... So he does have a code, but it, it sometimes it's a little bit loose. Probably neutral evil is probably the best for Boba Fett, I think, because I think he, almost anyone can buy his allegiance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would have to think on it. That's a really great question. Hmm. I think neutral evil is my final answer. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. I, I trust you. I don't know the right answer, so <laughs> that's that sounds good to me. I guess what's interesting to me is that the idea that he is so appealing even though you put him in evil, mm-hmm. right? And so I'd be interested in hearing a little bit more why you think that is because I think he is a favorite character, oh, right? Yeah. There's talks or there is a solo film in the works or I so I've heard about point. that too, but I'm I had, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. Okay. Um but he is one of the favorite characters and dis, I mean that's even despite I think he has like 12 words of dialogue in the original trilogy which is pretty amazing how popular he became yeah. even just based on that. Yeah, and um, and I even know George Lucas has talked in the past about how if he would have had any idea how popular the character would have come he would have never let him die like that. Um which I think is a big part of why we had Jango Fett in the prequel mm-hmm. trilogies. Um, but yeah, I think that a big part of what appeals from Boba Fett or what appeals about Boba Fett is he's just kind of this, I don't know if it, he's almost kind of like this Western, like Lone Ranger sort of character that just kind of doesn't take anything from anyone. Uh, he has this awesome armor and mask. You don't even know what he looks like. And uh, he's, I think this is the kicker that kind of solidifies the badassness of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. It's that um, he doesn't even really back down to Darth Vader. And this is like probably like the big bad enforcer of the galaxy. And Darth Vader has to explicitly tell him like you know, take it easy when you're going after these guys because he just knows that's Boba Fett style and he's just going to do what he wants to do. So and, that's an interesting connection with Princess Leia. Very different than Boba mm-hmm. Fett, but there's some appeal maybe to not yeah. backing down under Darth Vader's pressure. Which is very few people could, mm-hmm. I think, do that. Um, because he's such, you know, not only an intimidating force, but certainly like kind of just a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. just in general. So I think that's a big part of it, why people really like Boba Fett. Um, yeah, he's just, I mean, I think he's just awesome. Do you think that people find it appealing to be free of following laws and kind of just doing your own thing. You know, I wonder a little bit about that and kind of what has led me down this train of thought before is this idea where there seem to be so many people that are just like, yeah, zombie apocalypse, how cool would that be? It's like, that, that doesn't sound cool at all. It sounds horrible. But I, I wonder about that same idea, if that's what it is, if People just kind of want to be freed from these shackles of societal mores and, mm-hmm. and norms and standards. And I think that there probably are some people who think that's what they're interested in. But I do wonder about the reality of it. And maybe it's just sort of fantasy thinking. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sure, it would be nice if I didn't have to get up and go to work tomorrow or pay my bills or whatever. And if it's sort of just kind to kind of a way of thinking that maybe escapes what they might perceive as being sort of I don't know if they perceive their life as being maybe boring or something like that. I don't know, just speculating. That's kind of some things that come to mind. There is something appealing to not being beholden to authority. And even though, like you said, on some rational level we understand that, but maybe there's part of us that rebels. I mean, Mm -hmm. since we try to tie in some psychology, there Mm -hmm. is some evidence, motivationally speaking, we learn this in therapy, that if you push clients in one direction, are their natural instinct for most people is to push back. Mm-hmm. And so 
maybe there is some relatable part of human nature mm-hmm. there and, and the idea that you're just going to push back and, and mm-hmm. being able to see that happen in fantasy is rewarding. Absolutely, and I think it would... I think that it would be kind of consistent because that's kind of we have sets of rules that we follow from a very young age starting at school you know it's sit down and do this and that continues forever I mean really and I'm, I don't think that the rules that we follow are overly oppressive but even maybe in just the nature of being told this is what you're going to be doing for the next 80 years uh, maybe some people do just kind of push back inside. I think you're onto something with that so it is interesting isn't it yeah so Obi-Wan Kenobi, you mm. mentioned, is your favorite. Top favorite. Wow. So if we had to put him in alignment, he might be easier oh, to categorize. Yes. That's going to be a, a lawful good character. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, this is uh, a guy who's, you know, super funny. I think Obi-Wan has a really hilarious mm-hmm. wit, uh, especially as portrayed by Ewan McGregor. So Such a great character. Um, and, you know, always the hero... And always legitimately really just trying to do the best thing that he can for himself. Or, I mean, less, not he, not him for himself, I take that back. Rather, for the others and for the Jedi Order, generally. Um, I think he's a fairly selfless person. Um, one thing that I do like about Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though, I, you know, someone can maybe argue against me when I say lawful good, because there are a few instances of Obi-Wan going a little bit off the radar and not quite following the strict uh, maybe orders he was given from the Jedi Council. So I might have to reflect on that a little bit and maybe revisit some of the Obi-Wan Kenobi media and rethink about that because sometimes he does go a little rogue, I guess. But for the most part, I think of him as being a little bit more lawful, especially when compared to Anakin. Oh, that's, yeah, you're right about that contrast. And something, one of the things that actually stood out from the D&D Nerd Night talk mm-hmm. that we had was talking about alignments and how, as in real life, we have certain tendencies and personality traits, but people deviate from them, and mm-hmm. that's one of the nice things about the flexibility in the game, especially if you forget your alignment or something for a moment when you're making a decision. So so it does seem even maybe, like you said, maybe to find the lawful part of it, the good part seems yeah. to oh, be consistently absolutely. there for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, without a doubt. I think if I had to make an analogy for Obi-Wan into a comic book character, I think he maps on really well with sort of the Superman or Captain America type mm-hmm. characters that are a little bit more of the paragon of all that's good and and the unwavering kind of goodness um, that you don't... I mean, it's just kind of that archetype, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I... So, one thing that... Um, oh, my goodness, we are... <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but we're just about <laughs> out of time already. <laughs> we're just getting started. Yeah, that's kind of what I was just thinking. Well, what Part should we one do? of two. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should do that. Episode one? Episode one. But really episode 15. (laughs) But really episode 15. Episode one of the Star Wars saga. That's right, of our Star Wars saga. But but this episode one, hopefully people will like better better than the other one. Uh, It can't be worse received, I don't think. I don't think so either. You had one last question for us? Well, I... If there are any of you listening, I think we're going to continue this conversation about Star Wars because there, so. there's a lot more to talk about. We yes. might even tie in some mental health and psychology stuff. Well, I thought there would be time for it today, but here we are. We really like talking about Star we Wars. Really so like if Star you Wars. have anything specific 
that you want us to talk about. I, I actually think, based on what we just talked about, that it would be interesting to continue talking about Jedi versus Sith and some of Absolutely. the relatable and psychology parts, what draws people into that and mm. what maybe draws drives those characters. But if you have ideas, please send them our way. And as always, just thanks so much for listening in. We really appreciate... Uh, we've gotten a lot more interaction, I think, with our... our I mean, probably 10 million fans. I'm, I mean, give or take... A couple million. I but. can tell we're very close to getting that verified check on Twitter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we really appreciate folks who have taken the time to send us a message. We had a message on Facebook the other day uh, requesting maybe a psychology of spooky things Halloween episode, and I'm, I'm already excited about that. Um, and we just love getting those sort of ideas because then we don't have to think of ideas on our own. And it's just perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Yes, um, our loyal podcast listener. Listen to every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so because because I, I just love consistency, we have to close things <laughs> off with our, our new closing segment, Pros of Wisdom with Brandon. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't really cover a lot today. So Pros of Wisdom for today. What I'd love you just to take home today uh, just a little wisdom pearl for you is when you're recording a podcast, organize your thoughts ahead of time. That way you can cover actual mental health content in addition to the nerdy stuff. That's one for us, actually. I'm going to put that one in my own pocket. Uh, pearls of wisdom for the listeners would be to, you know, maybe maybe embrace all Star Wars fans. Maybe they started with the prequels or the original trilogy. Just Let's just all get along and love Star Wars together. They're all great movies, some better than others, but they're all pretty good. I'm not saying those are the best movies. All I'm saying is that the ideas got me interested. They're not bad. The third one's amazing. The Mm -hmm. fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan's so powerful. That was the best one. And and I also, I do see what people are saying. It's not that I I don't see that, but it was enough. They weren't horrible. When I was rewatching for Force Awakens, I watched all of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I think you would be doing, or not you specifically, anyone would be doing themselves a discredit if they skipped any of them. But yeah. we're open to other opinions on that, so no. tweet at us. No, we're Don't not. Even okay. do it. Actually, this is not a dialogue. This is a closed <laughs> topic. Okay. No, just kidding. Hit us up with those opinions. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Who's your favorite character? Tell me who's your favorite character. I'm more interested in that. There are only six movies to pick from. Well, seven. There, I did it again. <laughs> it's but hard to get it. Well, and then when we get Rogue One, it's things are just. I can't get. count that high, <laughs> but I am interested in knowing your favorite characters, uh, because and why? Why do you like that character? That's what I want to know. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Councilcast, your favorite psychology nerdiness podcast. I don't know. I need to think of a better closing line. (laughs) We'll see you later.